I'd just like to let everybody know before we start the podcast, there may be the odd swear word during fighting on the inside. Also, some of the subjects that we cover, especially those surrounding mental health, some people may be affected by these conversations. If you are, then you can find information and help in the show notes. But please, other than that, enjoy the show. So another massive shout out to our big sponsor, Mangata. Any companies or small businesses, large businesses out there looking for payroll, look no further. With 20 years of UK and global payroll experience, you'll be incredibly good hands. They've got very competitive margins and very, very easy to set up for agencies and candidates. And once a candidate has been referred, they will be contacted within 30 minutes. You really can't ask for much more. So you know what to do. Go down to the description, click on their website to check them out. It's mangatapayuk.com. And thank you so much to Mangata for sponsoring this podcast. Welcome back to Fighting on the Inside. As always, I want to say a massive thank you to our sponsors, Mangata, Real Power of One and Well Hydrate. As you all know, all the proceeds of this podcast go to the charity uh, Gloves Up, Knives Down, aiding them in fighting the battle against knife crime in the UK and London especially. Um, so yeah, without those guys, we couldn't be doing what we're doing. And today is another episode I'm massively excited about. We've got the one and only... Frank Bruno in the house. How are you, Frank? Very, very well, sir. Mustn't grumble. Breathing. <laughs> now, this is not dissing all the other guests, but this is my favorite guest. Yeah. <laughs> this is my favorite guest. Dissing them a little bit there, Joe. There's so many else, but this is my favorite guest. <laughs> Can I just say the voice is something to behold in person? I'm not going to okay. lie. It's, 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 you got a deep voice there, mate. Trevor, I'll take the bass off a little bit. <laughs> um, listen, Frank, it's an honor for me because my whole journey with boxing started. Um, when I was a kid, my dad had this little old tattered shoebox. It had VHS tapes and it had a lot of your fights and Mike yeah. Tyson and Lennox Lewis and and uh, and and the old heavyweight greats. Um, so I grew up always picking one of the videos out and watching your fights. And I was really inspired by the sport um, by watching the likes of you guys. Thank um, you. So yeah, that's, that's where it started for me. So my dad's massively jealous. He's a bit annoyed that he can't be here yeah. and meet you. Um, but thank you so much for coming on. Thanks um, for inviting us. How, how are you feeling? How very was... well. Very yeah, well. Good, very good. busy at the moment, you know, doing bits and pieces. What is a day in the life of Frank Bruno look like these oh, days? You know I mean? Sometimes getting up at four in the morning, five training. Um, You're still up... training? Yeah, yeah, twice a day. Boxing? Sometimes we've got two jobs a day um, up and down the country. Wow. PA bits and pieces, you know? Gotcha. Do, do, do you, do you, you've got to be the UK's most famous, most popular mm. fighter. Do you, do you oh, get well, that? No, Still, even now? I don't know about you that. You don't think you know so? I mean? no, got like, I, I've been yeah. at shows when you, yeah. even lately, you'd go at shows right. and 20,000 people will start shouting, Bruno! <laughs> That's, that don't happen to nobody. Okay. That don't happen to nobody. I'm thinking, how long you been retired now? How long has it been? Um, 26, 25 see, years, yeah. They don't even get that in America. Right. They don't even, they don't even get that kind of attention yeah. in America. And that's a, it's a big accolade. It's a massive Thank you, you're making me blush, man. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, can we ask, I, I want to get to, you know, get to know your story a little yeah. bit. Um, how did it all start for you as, as, as a kid growing up, sort of, what, what was what was childhood like? I was eight oh, when I remembered when I went down to the first boxing club, the Elsfield Boxing Club. 
in Wandsworth and um, mm. I got beaten up by a policeman. And the next day I came back to get beaten up again and then I started holding myself and I got involved with a junior fight when I was about 10. But I got expelled when I was 12. I went to Ballstool when I was right. 12 to 16 and it all started when S I finished. Was you a big lad at eight years old? Yeah, big lad, yeah. So for a I, man to beat you up, you, you're, 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 a, you're a big unit. Big, but you know, I mean, you can be big, but the guy had seasoning and his experience and he's a Southpaw and the Southpaw is very difficult guys to, to fight, you know. Why did you keep coming back? I wanted more, you know, the more he beat me up, the more I wanted to go there and get my own back on him. What 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 made you go in the gym first? Did you get did you get in a lot of street fights as a kid? Did you get in trouble? Um, a couple of street fights here and there. Mm. You know, I mean, I got threatened by one of the dads if I touch his son again, he's gonna kill me. You know, but yeah, I got in quite a few street right. fights. But then, I was big for my age, and I was easy young and easy target. But mm. I had a bigger brother that came over from Jamaica, and he looked after me, and you gotcha. know, I mean, kept me away from trouble. Who was it that got you in the gym yourself, or was it uh, My dad bought me the first pair of boxing gloves, but it's my dad who got me first going in there. He always wanted the boy. So how did you find it then? So you're saying you, you loved it, you wanted to come back for more. Was there no nerves for you as a kid then, when you first nerves, sparring? Very yeah. nervous. When you first sparring, it, your, your nerves go, your, your bit, your bottle, not your bottle goes, but yeah, yeah. it tests your bottle with your heart beating yeah, fast yeah. and got your pair of gloves on, you don't know who you got in front of him. Yeah. In did front you, of me, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> Did you um? So, I mean, this is a question we like to ask because I think it sort of it starts off this journey very well. As as young Frank Bruno, what did, what did being tough mean to you? Being tough, I've, I think I um, went through a different era when there were sticks guys and we had sounds and you know I mean thought we was tough wearing all different um, sovereigns with a mug and dolphin chain and whatever. Mm. It was a good old age, but. <laughs> They got caught, I never got caught. You know, they were doing <laughs> some di different things, but I fought very smart before I'd done anything. Cause I, yeah. my mum my was very, very serious. My dad was more serious than my mum. If I'd done anything um, funny, they would beat me with a belt mm. and postpone me going outside the door. But yeah, it's a good and tough upbringing, but I ain't got a criminal record. I, right. I, I went, when I was at the gym, to me it was like a second home. That's where I made my friends. Yeah, that's where I felt most comfortable, apart right. from at home. Was was your gym like that as well? Was that where all your friends were? Oh, amateurs! It was it that your friends were. I was a sparring partner uh, for Lottie Mawali and John Conte. It was Whoa. you know what I mean at the gym at that time. You know, so I used to get beaten up. Not that I was kinky, but I had to <laughs> learn the trade that way. You know, bunk the train, go and spar for a fiver. And it then beat me up in the, in the boxing ring, but it's good good for you. So, you know? so how many days a week did you train? Even though I trained um, five days a week. Yeah. I trained quite a lot. I, I was very persistent when I trained and just wanted to get super fit. Not, I wasn't skillful, but you know, going in there like a, not an animal, but going in there and just you or him or you or me. So maybe that steady determination, that mindset of not giving up, working into, walking in, into the gym the first time and thinking, I want some more of this, I'm coming back. Yeah. They're thinking, he's back again. Yeah. And then you're going to the gym, you're getting paid a five to get beat up. Yeah, and you're yeah, yeah. you back again. Is it, yeah. is it, is it something about you to think, I, I can't give up, I've got to. It's not to give up, but I wanted to learn the trade. I was very, I didn't have many amateur fights. I had 21 amateur fights. Mm. So I had to learn the trade, fast track me, like going down the professional gym and learning the, the art of boxing. Was you like, like me academically at school? I wasn't very good at all. I can't, uh, I can't be no worse than me. I'm dyslexic, so I suffered a lot. Mm. Like when you're dyslexic, you're sort of like aggressive a little bit when someone asks you to spell a name <laughs> or something, you know yeah. what I mean? 
but yeah, um, part of life. Yeah. So when when you walk into that boxing gym for you, was it with the ambition to box? Because some people go in there for a bit of fitness, bit of training, bit of discipline, get taken in by purely to go box. You wanted, you had ambitions early yeah, on to make it far in the make, sport. Yeah, my friends were in and out of prison. Some of them are murdered. Some of them are doing all different things. You know, but my I wanted to make my, boxing was mine. Rugby, they share the checkout. Yeah. Football, they get good money, but boxing was one of the main sports that you so can. So there was no plan B. No plan B at all. Just boxing, straight as boxing. That's what I wanted to do. Wow. What is, what I is... tried all different things, done pantomime, done bits and pieces here and there, but boxing was my main goal. Given, I mean, given that that, that story you've just said um, about your friends going in and out of prison, what does Frank Bruno look like without boxing? I don't really know. I've been a getaway driver or something like that. You know I mean? <laughs> for a bank, for a bank job, or in, in Harrods or something like that. You know what I mean? But I don't know what I would have been. But I, would have, I, I don't know what I would have been. I, I couldn't really tell you that one because I ain't got no O levels or, yeah, yeah. or C levels or anything like that. It's purely natural, platonic. See, so that was literally the epicenter of your life. Then the boxing gym from that young yeah, age. Once you definitely. found it, you loved it. You had the ambition in the sport. It weren't easy. Don't nah. get me wrong. You know, sometimes in boxing. Your, your knuckles gone, your ribs gone, you, you get a punch in your jaw, your jaw's, you know what I mean? It's not an easy sport, but if you persevere at it, you know what I mean, and you set yourself a goal, sometimes dreams do come true, 85%. Was, was it hard to, to, to step out? Because it, and eventually at one point, you've got your, your, your foot in, in Frank on the streets yeah. with the boys, and you've got your foot in the gym. Was it hard to, to, to cut that off? Oh, it was oh. hard in a way, but I had to cut it off because the things that they were doing, and you know, what I mean, <laughs> there's some serious guys that they're doing. Was things. it your conscious decision, or was it a decision forced on you by your coach? And no, forced a, a bit of wise coming from the coach, but I had to make up my mind. These guys are serious guys, breaking people's houses, yeah. nicking people's purses. Yeah. It was very, I'd never done that, but I couldn't see how yeah. they had the mindset to do. You know, what I mean, so I had to move away definitely. From that, I was hanging around pe people when the police was monitoring them. Mm. You know what I mean? They got four Rottweilers in the flat. Uh -uh. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they got all different things in there. And I shouldn't have been there. I got warned off by the police mm. to keep away from them because they're under surveillance. So you, so you saw, you saw all that kind of behaviour, and you, you were able to make the choice yourself. I had to, stay to get away from, away from it. it. Yeah. it was crazy, you know what I mean? Everybody knew what they were doing apart from themselves. You know, where yeah. they get the money from. Do you, think, age. do you think that's a big problem nowadays on, on you know, kids getting dragged into stuff because of the, the, the company they keep and the places they grow up and bully, stuff like that? It's very nasty, you know what I mean? I yeah. think the people who send them out to sell the drugs should get a good sentence to scare them away yeah. for the youngsters because that's all they're looking for is mm. a quick buck. And they know if they're a certain age, under a certain age, they can get away with it. But need to put a big drop some manners on the people who's getting involved with that. So, mm. so the team that you were probably attached to younger when you started to be successful in their boxing, did they, did you, did they, did you try and bring them along and say, come, come watch me fight or did you just cut ties with them? I did tried it. All they were interested in is making their money, down. smoking their weed and doing whatever they do, yeah. want to do, you know, mm. at a set ways. They would get up all late at 12 o'clock in the morning or 12 o'clock in the afternoon and you know, I'd be sleeping all night, you know, or not sleeping all night. Party and doing but whatever it, they do. Eventually, they must have said, "You know what, Frank? Go on. You know, they're kind of glad you made that decision to step up." A lot of them did. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they was didn't far. They didn't think that I would get that far, 
when I was talking about it, but I had a, a goal from very, very young. To be well, world champion? Yeah, only but, for five yeah. minutes. Not, not you know, yeah. I mean, not biggie small. Yeah. <laughs> where did that come from? Like, why, where, why boxing? Where did that come from? Like, where, where did... My dad came from, he always wanted to, he's got had girls and he always wanted a boy. Right. He wanted me to do boxing. Well, was he a massive serious... fan? Um, yeah, massive fan, but he didn't really say two words with one word with me. Was just cut the corners, you know what yeah. I mean? He's very serious. <laughs> and, and and when you box, who who when you started boxing, who did you look up to? Who was? Who I think Mam Dali. I used to like Bruce Lee, but Mam Dali was the main man, wasn't he? Yeah. How, how, old you, how old are you now? Oh, too old to really mention on this. <laughs> sixty-one. Are you sixty-one? Sixty-one was the VAT. Because your inspirations are, <laughs> yeah. are like mine, Bruce Lee, yeah, Ali, uh, right. Ali. Yeah. So, so the same. All right, I'm fifty-six. Right. Sixty-one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I look, I look at you now, and I think most fighters they'll 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 lose that condition. They'll they'll lose that. It became your lifestyle training. I had to even now it's become a lifestyle. If I don't train for about a week, I get very agitated, yeah. and you got to keep it real. You know yeah. what I mean? You got to look after yourself. Did you never? We'll we'll jump onto your career at some point. But did you never think uh, I want to be a coach? I want to. I want to teach. I kids. wouldn't mind doing doing the coach because I can feel I can offer a lot in training them, whatever. Yeah. And it comes natural to me when you've been into boxing, and you're into fitness, and whatever. You know, mm. I was saying someone on the pads the other day and testing them, but they don't realise how tough. They think oh, the pads are easy, but yeah. they found it quite yeah. quite hard. See, not many not many fighters end up being good trainers, end up being good, yeah, yeah, good, yeah. good coaches, right. yeah. you know. Mm. You know, I, I I, think, I look at it now, I think unless I could give the time like Brendan Ingle gave to me yeah. and be there 24-7, right. I just wouldn't do it. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, I remember always being from. in the gym, he was always there. Yeah. So I think, well, I'll be cheating them because yeah, you, so yeah. doing it that way. Um, uh, but but I know Terry Lawless was a massive inspiration for you. Well, yeah, definitely father figure explaining you make the money today, but invest it for when you retire from boxing. Mm. Be smart. Don't go around talking ibbery jibbery, street talking, and then conduct yourself in the right sort of way. Hello, everyone. So, for those of you that may have noticed how good myself and Johnny have been looking throughout this podcast, that's because we are donning real now they produce high performance sportswear inspired by boxers. Boxing is as much mental as it is physical. And real believe that it's the combination of physical and mental strength that is where your performance potential lies. Unify body and mind to realize the power of one. Real fights for enhanced mental well-being. So whether you're a seasoned boxer or new to the sport, Real will empower you to test your limits. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Real Power of One, and you can find their store and their newsletter over on Real Power of One. Com. And take it from me, this genuinely is some of the most comfortable and high quality sportswear that I have ever worn. So it's realpowerofone.com for sportswear inspired by boxers. And thank you so much to Real for sponsoring this podcast. So I don't know if it's good fortune or good decision making because you surround yourself with a set of people yeah. that put their arms around you right. and take the world out. Yeah. Uh, is that, am I right in saying that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? All the bad away from you, you know what I mean? I didn't have a PA, I got a good guy in Paul Hunter. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got a good team around me at, the, at this time in moment. I don't know how long it'll last, but at the time, it's very, very powerful. Yeah, there's not many fighters that managed to yeah. managed to still keep that that infrastructure uh, in, the, in the life. What do you miss the most? 
oh, I missed the training. You know what I mean? Getting super fit. I missed the check. Um, <laughs> but, you know, just boxing yeah. itself. You know I mean? When you yeah. watch a fight, I was watching a fight the other day and the guy steamrolled the guy. He's heavyweight. He's only about 17. I'm not too sure if he was on Sky. Yeah, at uh, Matty like, Harris. Ma Ma Light-skinned guy. Matty Harris. Steamrolled. Yeah, Matty Harris. He's, he's 18. Yeah. Yeah. And he had that killer instinct in yeah. him. Yeah. You know what I mean? He only had one fight, I've seen fight, but yeah. he looked dangerous. Yeah, good fighter. Good yeah. young. He's, he's very, he's very, he's, he's young, he's naive. He's in, he's, he's a steamrolled the guy, he's yeah. opponent. You know what I mean? Steamrolled. Yeah. His brother lost the, the fight before the, before he. You're talking fought. about Moses Itama. Oh, yeah, 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 Moses yeah. Itama, because yeah, yeah, Carol lost spot, before, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. 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 I watched yeah, that yeah. sort of. Is that on the sky? That yeah. was both Moses Itama's BT. Oh, yeah, BT, okay. BT. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Strange, isn't it? BT and Sky. <laughs> no, but with you, it was at uh, BBC or ITV. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a day. Yeah, yeah, that days. was a day. And then, 18 yeah, million, then, yeah. Then Sky came along and it was uh -huh. thinking, more money, but nobody sees you. But uh -huh. they had to start somewhere. That's why when you get all these other platforms that are out there now, they've got uh -huh. to go through it that way. But BBC, you, Nigel, who else was BBC, ITV, Chris? The Chris was, was Chris, Chris the back end of ITV, it. ITV yeah. was with Chris, yeah. Yeah, it, they were the back yeah. end of it. But you were probably kind of the first. On BBC? No, no, no. When I saw you and I thought, you opened the doors for so many because yeah. you did an advert. Was it a milk or Nike advert? I don't know if it's not, I must have done a Nike one because I was sponsored by And it was like Frankenstein. And, he, and, and I'm thinking, <laughs> and it wasn't the fact that it wasn't the fact that, it was the fact that I saw a, a, a black fighter on TV doing a uh, doing a an advert, uh, yeah. an advert. And I thought, <laughs> he's opened the door. He's not just, let's smash his door open. Because, and then you were popping up on adverts left, right, uh -huh. and center. And I think you probably inspired so many, so many of us or people yeah. around to think, well, he can do it. Yeah. You know, and, and made it through, so I thought, Whatever he's doing, it must be because he lives in London. <laughs> that's, that's what we thought. Oh, no, we thought it's because he lives in London. Uh, but you no. were you were well you were well taken care of in regards no, to that. No, sometimes it's advice what someone gives you. Your granddad or your grandma or your your mother. You listen to. They give you some tips to go on with life. You just follow them. You know. Who, you, who, who would you say? then out of your family there was a, a a big inspiration to you that kept because because to turn away from like to make the decision like you said you made at such a young age to want to box instead of yeah. going down that route you must have had some very good sort of advice and upbringing like, my who, brother was one of them george francis was, he's ruthless mm. in his way of um, thinking about boxing if you hurt that hand what about that one if your mm. eye goes you got the other eye <laughs> very ruthless man but he's right in boxing good man though my mm. dad was and, you know, and my mum she didn't like me boxing but she knew what I had to do because being dyslexic keeping hanging around with the wrong sort of like crowd it weren't going to be too long before the house get kicked down and you know what I mean I'd be taken away mm. and having the, the, the criminal record the dyslexia was it, it was it at what age was it diagnosed um, about eight, ten, and it, and it probably yeah. it probably didn't get the the, Sorry, the attention it gets now, where people understand how much of an affecting factor it is. It is uh, a strange then, one, you know, when yeah. you see people on computers typing this out and you say something, yeah. and they can just chuck something quick like that. But yeah. Yeah, a lot of people who are dyslexic are very, very powerful mm. people in all different ways. You know what I mean? Mm.
Did you find did you find it tough going through school then with dyslexia? Did you did you experience any sort of bully yeah, or anything definitely. like that? Yeah, I got bullies at Bullstool. I used to bully, but I got bullies at in Bullstool. Mm. Bullying, very very nasty bullying. What was what was 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 there any positives in Bullstool? To so survive, how to look after yourself, you know what I mean? And that night time, keep one eye open. That someone's coming with what the baseball bat. Why did you start boxing then? Were you boxing I, I in Boston? I started eight, but I got stopped when I got to the Boston at 12. Oh, right. And for how long? Till I was about 16. Oh, so you had to stop for four years. Wow. You were out of it. I mean, yeah, I, I come out, come and yeah. back and forth. But yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah that's, that's hard. That's hard. Yeah. The thing is, so, so at home, probably, it's to me, family and community is everything. Yeah. You know, so growing up, my 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 stability was was my family. Yeah. Uh, my stability was was my community. My my community was the boxing club. Yeah. But if you if you if you're taken out of Boston, if you're taken out of one place to another, it's very hard to feel settled. Yeah. And feel comfortable at home, which I find with a lot of kids now, they just need to find a place where they feel settled to find their stability, and that's probably why why we've got charities like Gloves Up Knife Down because it's just making people understand. I just need to feel settled somewhere. Yeah. So I suppose if you look back on your life, you'll think, I wonder if things would have been different if, I don't know, if, oh, if, if. I think it would be very, very much different yeah. if I didn't get involved with boxing. So, so you got involved with boxing, that created a discipline for you that, yeah. you, that you needed. Then the success started. So when the success started, was it the crab in the bucket effect? Was everybody tra in the community oh, trying, horrible, trying to, trying horrible, to drag horrible, you down? Horrible, horrible, horrible and talking bad about you, you know what I mean? Making excuses and yeah. talking shit about you, but that's what comes with the, the jealous did, people. Did it, did it bother you or could you cut it out? I'll cut it out. I had to cut it. It gives you more strength, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah. You learn, You it was you always thick-skinned? Thick-skinned and sometimes you put blinkers on. Mm. You have to. And you have if to you're going to jump to everything that someone says to you, you, you you'd be out there be locked up in prison. <laughs> and, and especially how Frank was, for what he was doing at that time, he was the first person that looked like him looked like me doing it so therefore you're going to get it from people from your own community as mm. well as as well as every community, other yeah. community. who's this guy I think he is you know so that that must have been harder than anything else some people couldn't understand how you dropped it in a different way yeah that when your manager says that make sure that people understand what you're chatting about yeah. who you're chatting about and conduct yourself in the right sort of like way yeah. i'm not moses but you do i try and to, mm. to drop it in a nice sort of like way that you can Youngster can imitate you in a different mm. way, black or white, you know? Mm. What do you think's the biggest lesson that that you learned from boxing? Like the discipline, you, discipline, looking after yourself and trusting people is one of them, you know what I mean? <laughs> boxing's a beautiful sport, but you've got some um, people if you don't read the, the contract this. right, yeah. you know what I mean? So, it's your fault, you know? But it's getting very, very powerful where boxers have got their own lawyers, there mm. are people around them that can know the runnings, what goes on, you know? You said you had good advice yeah. um, for investing your money and stuff. Yeah. Do you think there could be a lot more, I say effort, responsibility from promoters and management companies and things to, to implicate things like they pensions? They can and... do that, but they, they want to be paid for to do that, if you do yeah, what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. And it's sad in a way, you should have a sort of like, the, the, the boxing should have a hospital or somewhere where the exporters can go the amount of money that boxers make, the amount that the British boxers will take out of it, they should take a percentage out of a fight to save and respect the boxer what come so down right, hard, so hard, right. hard, hard yeah. times, you know? Because yeah. a lot of boxers go through when they, they're all right when they're 
doing well with the wife and the mm, kids yeah, and whatever. Yeah. When they retire from boxing, the, the yeah. hassle, what they go through, they they get not heavier. They put on a lot of weight physically in their mind. They uh, they're at home. They're not in the training camp. They don't know what they're doing. They're un, they're, they've got wife and wife's there and the kids and everything goes. You, you're, next thing you know, you're in See, for a this, divorce. This is what I'm. This is what yeah. I'm fighting for now because the afterlife for fighters, nobody cares. So when you're in the ring and they're all cheering, go on, do it. Best so friends. Fight, yeah, they're the best friends when the sun's out. And when, when, when the sun's in, they're gone. So, so, <laughs> so, 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 so what, what happens is, you know, when you're there, when you're boxing, it's great. When you're finished, they don't care. When you're in the hospital, when your neck's hurting, when your back's hurting, you're at home pushing the shopping trolley around Morrison's thinking, you know what, I've not been, bre I've not been set up for this. Man, my job is to just fight and train. There's no aftercare where, and I'm not saying put the financial the responsibility. Yeah, <laughs> but I, 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 I know most people have to do it every day. They'd be thinking, well, what's wrong with that? Uh. But if you've been programmed to go to the gym every day, to train, to eat, to sleep, to box, when then when you come out of it, you're lost. You're like a 35, 36 year old school leader. So, so the aftercare for boxing, for boxing is not there. I always said, number one, what you should do is take a percentage out of every professional boxer's purse at source, and put it into a pension. pension yeah. uh, that's number one. Number two, create um, um, uh, some kind of center where fighters can go to and talk because we all think it's just happening to us. You know, you think it's just me. Who can I talk to? You know, you, 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 you're aching, your, your memory's the going. The macho yeah. thing won't allow you to yeah, talk so right. much. Yeah. So, so you they need people confident. like you and me yeah. to talk to people to say, oh, listen to me, connect to this. This needs to be done. It's got to be done now because there's so many bad things happening to fighters. You know, most fighters, when they finish their career, within the first five years of finishing their career, is when they hit the headlines. Mm. For one thing or mm. another. Yeah, yeah. Because the mind is trying to find that fix, what they got in boxing. You know, so you're trying to get something. It's the hardest thing. Can you, can, would this also, I mean, obviously I wouldn't experience that myself, but could it also be a part, partly because a lot of boxers come from backgrounds where when they found the sport, it gave them something like that 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 family that 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 familiarity it, it got them away from a certain life it gave them guidance and structure and also not only are you having the adrenaline dump of losing the routine and that you've actually lost something that actually pulled you away from something else and gave you the guidance all of a sudden you're older guidance is gone so you're back to square one again is there a little bit how, of that how, how many how many times did you consider coming back when you retired well, all the time, every day I feel like <laughs> <laughs> every day. And that, and that, I've got three punch bags at home, man. And I said, yeah, I'm doing my thing. I'm 61 and I think I could kick their backside. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I said, that's a, not a dream, but sometimes you watch them. And I feel, you feel, yeah, I went to the Clyro room yesterday and I come out and I felt very good. You know yeah. what I mean? But sometimes it's like a dream, it's like the feeling. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's the hardest thing. <laughs> the hardest thing is, Boxing teaches you to, I've said it before, stand at the door of a nightclub or be a coach. Yeah. If, you, if you don't do any of those two, where's that talent go? You know, where's, where's it go? Frank's telling you, you know, if I didn't box, I don't know what I've done. Mm. I had dyslexia, I had a, a bad set of friends. So that talent that you've honed yourself in for for 25 years, once you don't do it anymore, what do you do with it? Mm. Frank. Can you tell us about the Frank Bruno Foundation? Because there's something, obviously, that's a big part just of your life. Just like what Johnny was saying, just talking people coming down to the thing, a 12-week program that we organise, that anybody can come down there, join, talk about their problems, get over their problems, and 
somewhere that people couldn't just chill out, you know? Is this targeted at all ages? Yeah, all ages, colour, creed, or what religion you are. You don't have to be a sportsman yeah, or woman, you can you be anybody? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm down there, um, yeah. And where, so, so anybody watching this, how, where is it? Where, where is it's it? It's in Northampton, Standards Barn, the boxing club in there, the Frank Bruno Foundation. You can look on the website, www.com. And so, so you'd go in there, you'd speak, you'd, you'd, you'd book an appointment, speak to Some somebody. Some people that's been locked in their house about a year or six months don't want to come out. Some people are so big and whatever. Any person can come down there, you know Can they I mean? eat there? Can they sleep there? Can they you train there? You can't eat there. You, can't, yeah. you, you can eat, you can eat there. Yeah. So there's all different foods. You might get some rice and peas if you're lucky. You know what I mean? But now you can come down there and chat, but you can't sleep there. What made you start Frank Bruno Foundation? What was, um, yours, but what was your goal? I suffered a lot with mental health. Mm -hmm. I got sectioned about six times and I just wanted to talk about certain different things that people of the system are giving the wrong sort of like medication to a lot of people like I think I have been. Was your struggles all post-boxing or was it throughout your career as well? I think um, I had a little bit of bipolar mm -hmm. in me. I didn't know how to explain bipolar. Even when I was young, and I made a little bit of money, I would be a father Christmas to my kids and get them a big big um, presence in one for the kids, that for the other kids and that for the other kids. That's bipolar. Mm. That's what you, they say you do. Mm. So, and then it, did you find, like Johnny's mentioned, did you find retiring from the sport sort of exacerbated things for you? Did you find it harder to cope? George Francis said to me, the worst time and the hardest time is when you finish from boxing. You're gonna never know what's gonna hit you. I thought he was talking S, but you know what I mean? But um, no, it's a, it's a very, very hard thing to do when you retire from boxing, keeping yourself busy, mm. act, keeping your mind active, because sometimes you can lay down there, you get depression, you don't know what the depression you is get around. Get into it then, yeah. Yeah, because boxers usually run in the morning, go back to mm. bed, get up in the afternoon, train again, and then they're there at home or wherever they are, settling down and calling up their body, reserving their strength to go out to fight the, the next day, you know? It's, it's hard to explain. It feels like something's missing. And you don't know why that's something. It's like somebody's stolen the day out of the week. Weird. You don't know who to blame, but yeah. you know there's something missing. And that's that, and that's what happens when you finish boxing. It's just You just feel lost, but you don't know where you're lost from or to. And it's just, and it's so hard to put into words to, to, to explain to people. But when I see the headlines, when I see this stuff about Frank, when I see this stuff about Kel, uh, Nigel, Chris, all of them, I understand. Mm. I get it because I just think this is a story that is the headlines. There's many, my friend Harold Graham, you know. Sad. He, yeah, it's sad. It's, it's you, you, you just don't know, but there sad. needs to be. Frank's foundation is so important to, to but it, she's ahead of its time. The boss of mm. board of control should, should invest in things like that. Um, and encourage things like that, and and give 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 fighters something to fall back on, or, or gives them if they're going to take a license fee of every fighter that fights in the UK, every manager, every promoter, anything to do with boxing, they're going to take that fee every year. Well, then at least contribute some of that money to, to 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 give something back, mm. or, or or create it that way. So now on a, on a on a financial aspect, they've got to think outside the box. They've got to get rid of this old school mentality. There's a lot of that in boxing, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, and that's so. it. As I said, Brendan said, it, it, at its best, it's the greatest sport in the world. Mm. At its worst, it's a dirty, rotten, prostituting game. But you see great stories like Frank. Mm. You know, when, when, when he's up there, you think, oh my God, you know, it's, it's you're, a family's in a home watching him box. Mm. A family's there, they're all cheering. It's just like, it's that, that feel-good feel feeling. When you box for the world title, 
I don't know anybody that didn't watch it when you won the world title. Oh, oh, oh. I don't know anybody that yeah. didn't watch it. Yeah. Yeah. And and you could tell that that the relief. You start crying afterwards. I thought, good on you, man. Mm-hmm. You know that that's such a just it's such a burden to carry on your shoulders because you kind of everybody's emotions. Right, guys, another massive shout out to one of our sponsors. Now, I know if you're a boxing fan, you have definitely seen Wow Hydrate knocking around. These guys do an incredible range of health drinks uh, to prop up your sporting ventures. You have the electrolyte mix in multiple different flavors to help with rehydration, and also your protein mix, which contains collagen, which will help for recovery. Now, listen, if the likes of Tyson Fury is drinking these things then it must be a pretty good drink but don't take it from tyson take it from me go down into the description click wowhydrate.com and check them out and buy some for yourself keep going with that training with wow hydrate and thanks so much to wow hydrate for sponsoring this podcast what i mean speaking about that moment frank do you have a standout um highlight of your career is it the obvious one the world title um could you have like a highlight achievement that you'd put on all this all the things that i've done was an achievement you know what i mean um i've done boxing i've done pantomime i've done different shows in front of the queen or i was sitting next to prince charles the king who's future king at the done now he's the king of england i've done some nice little touches but i just bless myself every day mm. don't lose the plot Keep it humble and keep your your eye on on the prize. You know what I mean? But yeah, done. I get condemned for doing certain different things, and people run you down mm-hmm. for doing this. But I couldn't give a shit what they say because if they were in my shoes, they would do the same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. I'm just ducking and diving all the time. Everybody's Who, ducking and diving. Who's the most fa- the, Who's the most famous person you met? You. <laughs> yes, I love, the, I love the speed of that answer. It's like you knew you were going to ask it as well. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever been starstruck by anybody though? None at all. Yeah. Not really. Sometimes you like you say a joke in front of the queen, and you got to not stiffen up, but you, <laughs> you feel like this. But no, but it's nice that because um, um, the school that expelled me wants me to go back there to talk to the youngsters. I think that's a privilege. What I've done, I got expelled when I was about So they dashed you out, but wanted to come back. Now they want me to come back, but it's nice, you know what I mean, when you have done these things, but mm. that is, they're all in the box. You still got to be you, keep hold it down, and get on with what you got to do, you know? I saw your documentary with, with Mike Tyson. Right, yeah. And I thought it was really nice. How you just you just clicked. You just yeah. it was nice going down memory lane. How Definitely. was that? How was that? It was not too bad. He was yeah. in good spirits. Didn't have the hangers on with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he's broke, and I'm sure he's ducking and diving trying to yeah, make well, some well, money. He's broke and our broke are two different kinds of things. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it was good going over there. It's only there, fly over, take, do what you got to do, and fly back again. Yeah. It was a bit, a busy he, he looked time. like he really, he really liked you. I liked him, but not in that way. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, no. But what I'm saying is, I'm saying, Mike, Mike, Mike's a, Mike's a, he's, he's a, he wears his heart on his sleeve. Definitely, you can tell. he didn't like you, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, and if he didn't like you. I met know. him when he was 15. I went over to Cascoo Mountains. Me, Mark Kayla and Tony Adams went over there and we met him and sitting down with him and chilling out with him. At 15? He was 15, yeah. I went 15. Was I was just sparring or anything like that? The sparring, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. What was he like to spar at 15? Dangerous. He came out for two rounds, that's his, his finish. Was it? Just, yeah, just two full rounds while the other spar bars had to come yeah. in, but it was good with experience, you know? How old were you then? I was about 19, borderline oh. 19, yeah. I thought I was a man. First, bought my first house and that, you know? 
Oh well. So, so so from afar, when you saw when you saw other fighters coming through, did you actually think? Because I remember being in the gym. I had thirteen amateur fights. Yeah. I only won three. Right. So all them men that used to beat me up in the gym, mm. and then you come become world champ. Do you think ah, have you done that? Yeah. So was it the same for you when you were in the gym at one point? That 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 policeman that beat you up. You know, did you ever come across him? Or did, yeah, I come across him. His dad was a, a dustman. And he used to empty up my dustbin. And his dad was a serious guy. But he went to the policeman, but an awkward so-and-so, because he's a Southpaw. Yeah. You weren't a Southpaw, was he? Was just, I uh, did both, man. Yeah, no, both. but when the Southpaw yeah. comes at you, yeah. he was just picking me off like a like yeah. he was painting. He's <laughs> yeah. whatever, you know. But yeah, got me on back and standing there and, yeah, really happy it, himself. It, it does make you think, because I'm quite sure you saw so many talented fighters that never made it. it but they don't want to work. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Lloyd Hannigan was a very, he, he yeah, got yeah, where yeah. he's got to do, but yeah. they were very lazy and he didn't yeah. want to run or do nothing. The, the two blend very, very well, you know? Do you see much of uh, Lloyd in these days? I don't see him. The last time I seen him was at a boxing writers yeah. and he was there with his fur coat and I think he wasn't cool. He wanted to terrorize Sweating, some, someone. Sweating, cops. Oh <laughs> my God, in the hot, in, you know what I mean? In the, in, in the, in the was it Savoy? Yeah, I would yeah, in a hot room like that, he's got a fur coat on. Are you, are you friends with anybody in uh, anybody that used to fight back in the day now? Do you move with anybody? Um, Michael Watson, I'll keep in oh, contact Michael very, very guy. well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Tony Adams, I'll keep in contact, but yeah. numbers change yeah. or whatever. What about but Nigel? Nigel, when he comes over, I have a little yeah. chat with him, but he's just yeah. one minute preacher. Yeah, one yeah. minute he wants to make a return yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. but he's on a different trip, you know, Nigel. Mm. Mm. I like him though, Nigel, he's a good man. Um, can I ask Frank, what... Um... Obviously, it sounds like you as a youngster had plenty of sort of ambition and guidance and, and work ethic and stuff, but um, you said a lot of some people don't want to do the work. Um, what advice would you give to, to the youngsters out there now that, that, that want to get into boxing or that maybe want to do anything but, but are finding it hard to, to sort of dedication, keeping away from the wrong sort of like um, people, get a trade under your belt, you know what I mean? Speak to wise people that know it, been there, done it, got the t shirt and take heat because you won't get nowhere killing somebody. You're going to have it for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? The feeling that you're, you're going through, you know, of killing someone. You've got to wake up one day and say that, what if someone done it to my brother or done it to my sister or done that to my mum? How would you feel? So it's just... <laughs> have you got, looking back in your life now, 61 years old, you look back, what is your... What is your biggest regret and your biggest success? I don't know, regret. I haven't got no regrets. Even I've had bad things done to me, threatened, this, that, whatever knows what. I haven't got no regrets. I don't hold no regrets. I haven't got time. I'm 61, man. Your highest moment? Your highest, highest, your, your moment highest feeling? Winning, winning, winning the world title. Yeah. The highest. Was there like a, was there a come down from that? I don't know if there's a come down. I'm still coming down and if there's a come down, you know what I mean? <laughs> From that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shall I tell you, what, I told you, I, I knew when Frank was big, when Trevor McDonald was reading News at 10. <laughs> and after after News at 10 finished, he said, good luck, Frank. Yeah, I'm cheers. Like, yeah. News at 10? After News at 10, we you finished. You were there. This yeah. was just yeah, yeah, just before you it, you were boxing yeah. for the world title. Yeah, yeah. And after the News had yeah. finished, at the end of the News, at, news at 10, mm. he said, and good luck, Frank. So that Sweet, man. basically Sweet. shows that the whole country yeah, is yeah, going to yeah. be watching uh -huh. that. Trevor McDonald, come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's madness. And you say you exercise still. You say you train a lot. Yeah, I've got is a gym at home. I've got five minutes away from my house. I've got a 24-hour gym. And I go down the hell farm quite a lot. Some of them young ladies, not young, but older <laughs> ladies my age down there. It's shit. 
different shapes and sizes and they've got a chiropractic room which I'm going mad at the moment you know <laughs> you can't touch just look you can look <laughs> you can look man yeah so you're training for all the right reasons yeah yeah get yeah, my yeah. neck trained and my eyes you know? <laughs> yeah. um, well I mean I can't ask this seriously now but um do you think exercise is a really, really big thing for people to keep their head straight? For me, if Definitely. I don't train for a week, I lose, Definitely. I lose this. I feel Have a little jog, try down. yoga. Mm. You know, I mean, Pilates, get some sort of like stimulation going That's mentally it. and physically as well. There's a connection there, isn't there? People don't sauna, give enough. Steamer, all That's counts it. into one. You know. Did you do Did you do the yoga and Pilates when you boxed? I oh. done yoga. Tried to advance yoga yeah. with the rope. Yeah. And in a hot room and that, but it was hard. Went one day and I couldn't even move for about a week. Huh. There's different muscles you use, yeah. but yoga with the rope is oh, evil. You know what I mean? Didn't know what you had muscles. Yeah, yeah. I, I went could. into. They had a hot yoga place in Richmond. Right, and I was struggling. I yeah. can't imagine. And I, I wanted, I wanted to leave, room, yeah, but, but I thought couldn't. I couldn't leave because the woman on top she said, the "Come shame. on, Johnny." I'm yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 but dude, it's not. It's not that easy. It's not that easy. But it was funny. I, and Frank, do you? Uh, obviously, you're going to still be a massive boxing fan. Yeah. Into the sport now. Um, I have to ask as a fan myself. Right. What's your sort of outlook on on the heavyweight scene at the moment? You're a heavyweight it's yourself. Very good. You know what I mean? Tyson Fury. I always thought, and I always knew. I think we'd done something with Johnny on Sky. Mm. A lot of us boxers oh, yeah. around the table, yeah, right? Yeah, I remember or that. whatever. Everybody <laughs> had their different lick and everybody yeah. had their different op opinion. Yeah. But then I told him that Tyson Fury is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Mm -hmm. how, long, how long ago are we talking Nobody, yeah, nobody exactly. give me a little bit of credit yeah. for that. I told you. Yeah, you and did. who he's, look what he's doing. Yeah. How long ago was this from that table? That, that must have been about table. six. It was me, you, Scott Welch, Lance Lewis. Thank you. There was somebody else. Maybe more than six years ago. Lennox Lewis, uh, Tyson Fury. Yeah. I can't remember his name. There was the blonde, there. Brown, blonde Bama. Yeah. Billy Wells. From yeah, 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 yeah. But he was, yeah. and that table there, I it sat around. It was your choice then. At that, that time, when I sat down, yeah. but you, but you got to look, you got to think how Tyson Fury was, how he was at the time. I remember speaking to Emmanuel Stewart. I don't love mm. speaking to the old boys that love talking boxing. And he told me about a story that, um, uh, Tyson Fury had <clears throat> phoned him and said, can I train with you? And he said, I don't know who this kid called Tyson is. He said, yeah, yeah, whatever. Just have a word with him. And you put the phone down. The day after, he's down in Detroit, down deep downtown Detroit. And his nephew By himself. Yeah, Big white man. So Emmanuel's down there having a meal with his family. His nephew rang and said, uh, um, uh, uncle, there's a white guy here called Tyson uh, from England. He wants to see you. So he said, tell him to come down. He said Tyson Fury walked in the place, got on the stage. It was just pure black people. Got on the stage, Tyson started singing. And he had him no. in the palm of his hand. He said, that boy will be world champion. You know, mm. from, 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 from the charisma and from, from that, the, the front. confidence. It's, not, yeah, the front. it's yeah. not just about yeah. being a good fighter. <laughs> it's about have having character. Else. Frank had character. <laughs> You know, and that, that'll, being a good fighter will get you there, but character will get you there. <laughs> and they're, 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 that's the difference between there and there. You know, character will always make you, 61 years old, this man still gets a 20,000 people shouting <laughs> his name. That, that's like, that's never going to stop. making me blush, Johnny, please. <laughs> 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 so Frank, we got a cruiserweight <clears throat> sitting here. Um, obviously you're a heavyweight yourself, talking about Tyson Fury yeah. being a massive fan of Fury and knowing that he would be a world champ. We've got cruiserweight Alexander Usyk moving up. That's a fight, Tyson Fury. Mm. We hope. We hope. Mm. 
do you not give Usyk a chance there? What do you think to that? Um, what do you Usyk think to is that a very, fight? very good fighter. More experienced fight than a lot of people give him credit mm -hmm. for. Awkward son, so, you know what I mean? I don't know what he would have let, um, what style he would have bring to the table in yeah, Johnny's yeah. day mm. or whatever, but he's a very, he's a very good fighter. Mm. He knows how to look after himself, but I don't know if a good heavyweight what knows what he's doing We're will pin him against the corner yeah. and give him a couple of slaps here and there <laughs> and beat him. You know what I mean? Because he's very agile and I think AJ, if he had the right head on tactics that on, night, he was listening, his brain, his brain was outside the ring. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Uh, I said, respect the guy, don't get me wrong. He's yeah. a very good, that, what's his name? You sick? Alexander. 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 Yeah. Alexander is a very good fighter, yeah. but. Mm. I know in Johnny's day, they could have picked out a few, even Johnny would have given a run for his money. Yeah. But fancy him back what? in the day then, do you fancy oh, I, I would have done, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, pe people, don't, people don't, and they, you get so much stick about it when you're asked, how would you do in your day? I don't feel no way about saying, yeah, I would have beat him. I don't feel, I don't care if anybody says, no, you won't. I think I would have done. Well, but I think, is that, I, think it, I, I think with the fighters that are out there now, he's outstanding. What's there? He's not awkward, he's unorthodox. Mm. Uh, and and uh, Tyson Fury is unorthodox. Mm -hmm. So that's a talent on itself. He's an orthodox style. So that's why they're very hard to beat because they'll be southpaw, they'll be orthodox, they'll step forward, they'll box defensively, offensively. So so there's not many fighters that, there's not many true coaches left. And um, we actually, at one point in our career, we had true coaches, mm -hmm. true, true, te true teachers. Now you've got some kids that go to university, get some letters after their name and say they're a trainer. Mm -hmm. No, that that yeah, that yeah, yeah. that's a really, lot of them. Yeah, about, and that that's where the problem lies. Do you do you boys see a, a big difference in the fundamentals of boxing today as they were back then? Because styles are, are, are really different. I know you have got the Ukrainian style with Alexander Russo. You got your Vasily Lomachenko. It, it's almost boxing like I've never really seen it back in the day. It looked. Uh -huh. Do you think? Do you think it's changed a little bit? Do you think the game's changing? How people are taught. Um, would you say? A lot of it's there. Frank yeah. had an amazing jab, uh, uh, but it was underrated. Massively underrated. You knock people out with a jab. Yeah. I can't, was it Jumbo Cummins? No, not Jumbo Cummins. Not, not me out in the first no, round. No, 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 but then you hit him with a jab. You hit him, yeah, you took yeah. him and then he took I his hand out. I remember yeah. that fight. <laughs> <laughs> but his jab would like, uh. it would make people think, I'm out of here. I want to get out of here. So it was always a matter of time. So you always saw talent. Uh, my coach, Brendan, would say, talk about his jab. He would talk about he would talk about somebody else's southpaw style, somebody else's defensive style, somebody else's effective style. Look at them. Look what they've got. Use what they look. So because if you try and copy a fighter, you're never going to be anything. But you pick goodnesses from mm. everybody else. Mm. You know, and, and people just couldn't see he had a really good job because he got long arms longer than you realise. Like a baboon. Yeah. <laughs> that's <shit. laughs> well, that's that's how it is. That's yeah. it, it's just the hardest thing. Um, would you agree? I know they always say a good jab will take you around the world. That's like, uh, it, it really is yeah. the truth, right? And obviously, you know, Lennox and you Did guys. Did you box? Facts. I've boxed for a, about 10 years on and off in and out. I'm a short professional. Only, I had an amateur card, never had an amateur fight. And then uh, I had two kids. Too good looking for that fight. He's too good looking <laughs> Well, I did have a fight point. eventually after having a couple of kids oh, and getting yeah. lazy. And I just boxing. got my head jabbed off. Yeah, yeah I eventually okay, done really good, a white yeah. colour fight. That was my last. But like I said, I'd, I'd, I'd always wanted to compete. But I actually did model for a, a while and I, I never did. See, well, I've just been a huge life, fan of it. I was too much of a tart, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, I want to fight, but I've got a photo shoot. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, 
Yes, yeah, so Tyson Fury favorite heavyweight. Um, if you got a pound for pound for pound favorite today, um, that, that, that's I current. Know, pound for pound. There's it's, quite it's a, a weird, few. It's a weird few, question, really, isn't it? Very one? weird question. I've got some Americans that Tom Arab. What's it? Aaron, what's his name? Top ranked guy. Bob Aaron. Bob, Bob Aaron. Aaron. Yeah, yeah, got yeah. some good fighters along yeah, there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some pound for pound guys there. It's a toughie. It's a toughie, but they're all it, over the place. It's a weird question as well, isn't it? Because can it really be asked? Does it even make any sense, that question? Um, I think, I think you know, the problem is you'll see so many talented fighters, but because they haven't got that staying power, they're wasted talent. They're wasted talent. Um, Staying power in training, staying power as regards to fighting. Mentally, because okay. you can be you'll train, and all of a sudden you get a bit famous. Now all of a sudden, all the girls start get to turn up, all the money starts yeah, to turn yeah, up, all yeah. the cars start to turn up. Yeah, then no, all of a sudden, no, they're yeah. too busy, yeah, sad. you know, living the life instead of forgetting what got them there in the first place. <laughs> and so you'll see, and I'm sure you can think of fighters that thought this kid's gonna be it. Do you remember Mark Kayla coming through? Yeah, I remember Mark Kayla. He went to America with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. balls no. like a donkey. Yeah, that's, that's right. This kid could fight. You know what I mean? But then Mark Kayla, he was a lads lads, a West Ham fan, lads laddie, and and you knew when he travelled, these boys were there with him. So I think he underachieved. <laughs> the dangerous crowd. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. But but yeah. But 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 he was it. So you've got to. You've got to do what Frank did. You've got to do what I did. You've got to kind of insulate yourself from everything and everybody around <coughs> you if you want to succeed. People like me shouldn't have succeeded. Maybe people like Frank shouldn't have succeeded because there's so many naturally talented people out there that that if they had the same work ethic, they would be like Floyd Mayweather. Mm. Uh, but, but unfortunately, fall by the wayside. So it's hard to say this kid's going to be it because you don't know what life will throw at him on the way. I know it's another. I hate to throw out another cheesy saying, but they say hard work beats talent when talent don't work hard. Mm -hmm. Would you? Would, would you? Totally agree. agree. With that? To totally agree. Totally so no matter agree. what you're told as a youngster, whether they someone says you got a gift for something, it, you know, or you don't, ignore all of that because if you work hard, you can do anything that you want to put your mind to. Right, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Make it right. That's it. Well, listen, Frank. Um, Thanks so much for coming on the show, mate. I no absolutely problem. loved having you on thanks and having you chat about Cheers, everything. And thanks so much well. about you know talking about the Frank Bruno Foundation. Cheers, thank and you. for everyone out there, please check out the Frank Bruno Foundation. And um, yeah, that was a great lesson here, and that's exactly what we're trying to teach on this on the, on this show is all about resilience and and um, what boxing can do for youngsters. Right. So um, yeah, thank you so much for thank everyone. You. Thanks for thank listening, you. and Cheers. well, uh, thanks again for listening to Fight on the Inside and we will see you guys next week. Okie dokie. <laughs> <laughs>